I knew I'm in control of the way I speak so I can make myself sound confident, right? So I did that. I didn't feel it at all. But once I started acting confident, other people believed I was. I got compliments in my end. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Crater. Today we're sitting down with Tyler the Hypnotist. This dude is, is a young guy. He's doing some absolutely massive things and he's got a crazy, crazy story about where he got to where he's at right now. So when I came across Tyler's content for the first time, I was just intrigued because hypnotism is always something that has really fascinated me and we'll get into a story of why that is um, a little deeper into the podcast. But I saw Tyler, I saw what he was doing at a young age, hustling it out, connecting with some really, really high level individuals Again, that's one of the things that I think is one of the most important skills for you guys to get down early on is how to actually connect with some of these bigger influencers that are really going to help you get to the places that you're looking to get to and really allow you to build your network and scale upwards. So that is one of the things we're going to be talking about. But Tyler in this episode also breaks down a, a strategy for self-hypnosis that he literally charges people thousands of dollars to teach them. He's teaching the exact step-by-step -step strategy that you can use in order to start applying self-hypnosis to change your self or subconscious rather, and change your beliefs and literally like change your entire life, okay? So I'm super stoked for that. Again, I've already gone back and listened to this episode multiple times because the, the information that Tyler drops is so, so valuable, especially if you're looking to create a real change in your life. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you're kind of in a rut right now, you're not moving forward, you're not making the progress that you want, you're not making the transformations that you want, I think this episode is gonna bring a lot of value to you um, because Tyler, again, he's a very sharp individual. He's got a lot of really super valuable information and step-by-step -step tactical things that you can start applying to really create serious change in your life today. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Tyler on to the podcast. So wherever you're at, if you're walking the dog, if you're commuting to class right now, whatever you are doing, I want you guys to sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money with Tyler the Hypnotist. <music> All right, Tyler, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Yo, I'm doing splendid. I'm doing splendid, my friend. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. All right, Tyler, so our listeners got to hear a little bit about you in the intro to this episode, but for those of them that aren't familiar with you, what you're currently doing right now, could you give us a quick like 60 to 90 second snapshot of like where you are in time right now? Um, and then we're going to start going to work our way back. Yeah, for sure. So I do, I do two main things. Uh, obviously, my name is Tyler the Hypnotist. I, um, I work with entrepreneurs and salesmen specifically for confidence. I make them the most confident, empowered version of themselves. Um, and a recent product I've been working on is, which is my life mission, I believe, um, is to teach people how to genuinely connect with others mm. as people, regardless of status, regardless of who they are, to connect with people as people in a time that's more disconnected than ever, but that we think is more connected through social media. True. that connection back. Oh, I love that, dude. And those are missions that I'm on as well um, through the podcast, just finding ways to connect with like-minded individuals and allow them to share their message. It's something that I'm super passionate about. And then confidence, man. Confidence has gotten me so many places in life. So I'm, I'm huge. I'm huge on confidence. I'm stoked that I'm into both of those things. But first, and the place that I like to start off all the shows at is, is sort of flashing back in time to your middle school and high school years, because we have a lot of younger listeners to the show. So um, just to make yourself a little bit more relatable, can you talk to us about that time period for you? Were you somebody who was getting interested in entrepreneurship? Were you really into school, sports, music? What did that time period look like for you? Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's good. No one's ever asked that before. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I was nothing like I am today. Mm. So middle school time. <laughs> uh, yeah. In middle school and high school, I, I was super shy, okay. super insecure. Uh, kept to myself a lot, had like a small group of friends, um, and I swam, right? I swam my whole life. So I was huh. swimming two, three hours every day after school, 
and uh, prioritizing that over pretty much anything. Hmm. So I didn't start getting into like wanting to do my own thing until high school, which is when I joined the high school swim team and I was swimming on a, on a club team. And what this did for me is it took away a lot of my time. Because right? yeah. I was already swimming three hours a day. I would practice before school, go to school, practice with the high school team after school. And this was a time I think I grew to hate being restricted. Um, I absolutely hate restrictions. And my personal belief is that people are only ever unhappy when they're restricted in some way, whether it's financially, in a relationship, in a physical location, in a job. Right? People are only ever unhappy when they're restricted. Hmm. Um, and I was so restricted during this time. I would wake up at 4 a.m. every day, swim, school eight hours, homework, swim. It was, it was vicious. Wow. Um, when I started getting into business a little bit, like my junior year of high school, um, I wanted to quit swimming. My parents wouldn't let me. I was restricted even further. Yeah. Which ultimately led to, to me, me dropping out. But during that time, like I was literally the kid who I would go to a friend's house, right? We'd have about five of us and we'd go to order pizza. Fucking love pizza, my friend. I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> have the world's best pizza. And uh, I, my, my buddy was like, Tyler, can you order pizza? I'm like, yeah, all right, all right. And I look up the pizza phone number, right? I've never tried to do this before. And before I clicked the button to, to call them on the phone, I couldn't like physically bring myself to do it. Like I saw in my mind, okay, I just press the button and I talk. But physically I was stuck. Like I literally was so shy and unconfident in myself that I couldn't pick up the phone to order pizza because I didn't know what do I say when I first uh, pick up the phone? Do I like talk to them? Do I make small talk? Like what? I didn't know what wow. to do. I was stuck. Like that's how shy I was. Um, and then throughout the next couple of years, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit, I trained that confidence into myself, which completely changed my life. But if, if you are in middle school or high school watching this and you relate to that, because I'm sure a lot of you do, um, just know, like, keep, it may not feel like it's possible now, right? It may not feel like you could become this super confident, empowered version of you, but just leave that as a possibility for the near future, not the distant future, because the distant future never comes, right? The near mm. future. Like next three, six months, even if it doesn't seem possible, open your mind to that possibility and notice how over the next six months you, you become more confident in certain situations and you become more aware of that. I love it. So when you said you dropped out, were you talking dropping out of swimming or dropping out of high school? Uh, both. I dropped out of college. Okay. Um, so I went to college a year and a half, dropped out of college, um, which in turn had me quit the, the swim team and dive team I was on time, um, just completely lost. Like everything I knew as my identity was just gone. Yeah. What, what inspired you to drop out? Was it, was it business? Was it just the restriction that you were feeling? What, what was that process? The restriction, yeah. So I, like, I never wanted to go to school. I told my mom, yeah. like, hey mom, I'm not going to college. She's like, yes you are. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, which actually, unfortunately, a lot of people are in that exact same situation. Yeah, straight up. 90% of people in school. Um, but I went to school, I joined a swim team, which I, at that point I absolutely hated. I was told in college I'll like it more because it's a different environment. Um, joined the swim team and I also joined ROTC for the Air Force. Hmm. So I did a year and a half of, of office training, which was the most restriction you can, you can have. I, yeah. know I did that to myself. Um, I learned a lot. Like I would not go back and change anything, mm -hmm. but just the buildup of the time restraints and like the things I want to do being taken away from me due to the things I had to do. Um, so it was just a buildup and, and eventually I got sick of it, quit everything and I started traveling. Wow. Uh, quit swimming right before I had to sign six years of my life away for the Air Force. I, I dropped out before that semester. Wow. So what inspired you to start traveling? Like where was, where was the drive to travel? Traveling is the ultimate freedom, my friend. Traveling is the ultimate form of freedom. Um, so I, when I dropped out, I was completely broke. I had no money. Um, my first like, time traveling my own was to go to GrowthCon 2. 
Uh, so oh. I went out to Vegas in February, went in debt, like negative $40 in my account to get there. Like literally being charged every day for money I didn't have. Wow. Um, and just from there, like, yes, I didn't have money. And a lot of people would say that lack of money is a reason to stay in one spot and they restrict themselves that way. Um, but just like taking that leap and doing it anyway and not letting what should be restricting me, like hold me back and keep me in place. That was super empowering. It's sort of started my whole journey. Yeah, that's got to be a scary feeling, though, to be able to take that leap and really just go with literally nothing in your bank account. So, like, what, what kind of thoughts were you going through your head at that point? Like, why did you decide to, like, go all in on, on getting to GrowthCon? Yeah, I knew I was going to make money. <laughs> um, I knew when I got there, I was going to spend most of the time just listening to the few speakers I wanted to mm -hmm. and figuring out, okay, what am I going to learn from this event that will help me sell, which I sold swim lesson packages. Um, I found the highest paid instructor in the state. I added $10 to the hourly rate um, and I just learned how to position myself properly. And then through that event, I actually made $3,000 the last day I was there uh, from what I learned and just calling people I worked with previously. Wow. That's, that's amazing, dude. So at that point you're selling swim lesson packages. Was that like an in-person thing? Was that an online thing? Yeah. So I'd have a, I had a pool of my house in Jersey with my family. So I'd have people come to the house. Uh, and I do like 30 minute lessons, 60 minute lessons. And the coolest part, this is what sort of got me into hypnosis was actually, okay, quick story. Yeah. Quick story. You know, Michael Phelps, I'm sure. Oh, sure. Everybody does. So he's the best Olympian because of the visualization he does. Every single, he didn't work harder than anyone else. Hmm. You know, every single Olympian works their ass off. They're in the pool the same amount yeah. of time working just as hard. What Michael Phelps does, did differently was every single night before he went to bed, he would visualize his race perfectly from the amount of kicks he did off the wall to how long he stayed underwater to out touching his opponent at the finish, which you've noticed if you've seen any of his races, he does a lot because his subconscious mind was trained to do that. And I, I remembered this. I just read this before this, what the first lesson this summer, actually, I was trying to teach this kid how to dive. He's nine years old. His little brother knows how to dive. He never learned. And I had him at the side of the pool, put his hands up, ready to dive in. Um, and I said, okay, I'm going to guide you in first, right? And he just jumped. Uh, then we did it a couple more times until I had him close his eyes. And I said, okay, I want you to put your hands up like you're about to dive. And he did. And I say, now, don't do anything else. Just imagine what it would be like to dive in. Just imagine your body falling in the water. And he started crying because he said he couldn't. Now, let me ask you a question. If you can't close your eyes and see yourself doing something, will you ever be able to do it physically? Mm. No. So here was my flaw. And this is what changed, which actually allowed me to rationalize my high pricing is I've realized that these kids, it doesn't matter physically, we're human beings, all of us can do things physically. This kid couldn't see himself diving. I could have spent hours and hours and hours with him. If he can't imagine himself diving, he won't be able to do it, right? So I said, okay, imagine your brother diving. And he saw his brother diving. I said, how old's your brother? He said, six. I said, how old are you? He said, nine. I said, okay, now you can see your brother diving in your mind. Imagine yourself doing it right next to him. And he could do it, right? A little childhood competition. And right after that, I didn't have him practice a physical dive. I said, okay, open your eyes, do it. It just went right in and it literally like i got goosebumps saying that because that's like the power of the mind and that's what sort of got my shift into mindset development like hypnosis um from swim coaching wow that's wild man that's wild so when did you start to, to recognize the importance of like mindset and visualization was it like being a swimmer looking up to michael phelps or was it sort of through that practice of teaching others like when did you really realize how how impactful that the mindset aspect could be you know Forbes Riley? No. So Forbes Riley spoke at 10X Growth Con 2. Okay. Um, she is a two and a half billion dollar saleswoman from, from infomercials, uh, TV and radio. Okay. Um, and I saw her speak at Growth Con 2. 
And she was the only speaker I waited on line to speak, uh, take a picture with, except for Lewis Howes, I believe. Hmm. But I waited on line for about an hour and a half. Wow. And uh, it was, yeah, she had super, like, supermodel status, like the way she composed herself, the people she had. She had the biggest team there, like 20 people all wearing her shirts. Super high perceived authority. Mm-hmm. And as I was like the fifth person on the line, getting closer, I take a step closer, you know, I started shaking. And then there were two people in front of me and one person walks up and part of me wants it to go over faster. Part of me wants to stay there in that moment, frozen forever. Cause I was like vibrating viciously. But then as soon as I get up to her, I, I stand her outside and she tells me like, she looks at me, stop shaking. Right. I knew I was going to go to her training when I saw her on stage. Someone ran up to stage. She said, who wants this? Who deserves this? This guy ran up screamed like, I deserve this. And she said, you right there you're the only person out of eight thousand people who ran up to the stage you're going to come to my training for free and i realized that's what she likes so i went up there and i tried to get the training for free now i didn't she offered it for the cheapest price she's ever offered and i put myself in more debt negative money in my bank account i don't know how the charge went through went to her training five days long this is where i had that switch right i realized through what she does i thought it was a business event i thought i was going to learn sales pitching business plans sure it was a personal development event where she broke you down physically, mentally, emotionally, and built you back up over the course of five days for every single person there. Wow. And I realized in that moment, I knew hypnosis for fun. I realized in the moment, everything she did was hypnosis. Everything. It was a slower, more psychologically excruciating process, you know, probably better for videos, um, but it wasn't as effective. Um, she, like not to say it's not effective, she gets lifelong transformations. Yeah. Like same thing in, in three minutes five minutes you don't need a physical breakdown and that moment that event and the, the mental transformation i had because it did help me a lot really inspired me to do the same thing um, just more efficiently because obviously entrepreneurs value their time a lot absolutely so at that point you were starting to realize the importance of mindset in in business and in building something when did you start getting involved with hypnosis was that something that you were just like playing around with as a kid or did it really take until you were like coming out of dropping out of school to, to really get involved with the hypnosis side of things yeah, so I, I first learned hypnosis when I got to college about a month in. Okay. Um, I told you I hated college. Yeah. And I was looking for as many escapes as I could. Uh, and now most of my escapes weren't bad. I did get into to drinking a bit and smoking during college, but most of my escapes were really beneficial. Um, every month I'd find something that sort of interested me and I would go full force at it. Huh. Right? So I, I saw a magician, uh, like a magic show, first week of school. And I'm like, okay, you know, I want to learn how to do that. So I spent a month learning magic. I learned how to read palms. Just like I read a book every day for 30 days, just anything but school to distract me. Wow. Um, and hypnosis, I, magic was the leeway into that. I saw a magician who was also a hypnotist. I started learning that stuff. And I didn't start pursuing it, but it was really selfish, actually. I was learning for like, hey, look what I can do. You know, yeah. I'm a fucking hypnotist. I hope <laughs> but it was really selfish until that event when I realized how it could be used to help people, how I can talk to someone. Like people, it's really easy to say something to someone and make them feel shitty. Oh, yeah. It's just as easy to say something to someone that makes it feel good, but people don't do it, right? I just learned how to do that in specific ways. So after that Forbes training, that's when I started pursuing the personal development side and really started getting into it. But initially it started as, as an escape from college. It's like something to, to make me different, not like the sheep, every single sheep at that fucking school. Absolutely. So hypnosis is something that I'm super fascinated by because there was this fundraising event probably like close to four years ago now where I was hypnotized on stage. And ever since then, like before that event, I didn't really know what hypnosis was. I didn't know if it was like a real thing or people were just like going up on stage and like pretending. But after like it actually happening to me, I'm, I'm just really fascinated by it. So I've never had the opportunity to sit down with somebody who, who actually like practices hypnosis. So can you like walk our listeners through like 
at a basic level, like what is hypnosis and like what are you doing yeah. when you're hypnotizing someone? Um, so just to start with that, you said on a basic level. Yeah. Um, so the thing about explaining things, not answering your question at all, but okay. really, the thing about explaining things is if someone doesn't understand what you're explaining, it's always your fault. There's no topic that's complicated. It's like, oh, people say, oh, this is really complicated, so I'm gonna explain it really complicated. Everything mm. should be explained in a way that you can understand no matter how complicated it is, right? So hypnosis deals directly with consciousness, with human consciousness, which is a complicated subject. Yeah. Um, but if you understand like two, three very fundamental things, it becomes very simple, very intuitive. Okay. Uh, and those two of those things are the conscious and subconscious mind, right? Uh, so for those of you listening who don't know what the conscious and subconscious mind are, the conscious mind is essentially what you're using right now. If you're focusing on what we're saying, you're consciously paying attention to that. You're making yourself focus on it. It's a choice. You can choose, like, I can turn my conscious attention to this water. I'm looking at it, I'm thinking about it, I'm going to drink the water. The <laughs> subconscious, while I'm doing all that, I don't have to think about, okay, how do I position my hands on this glass to pick it up without dropping it? How do I bend my elbow to what degree to bring it to my mouth? You know, how do I put my, that's all subconscious. It's stuff we know how to do. It's trained into us, programmed into us, huh. right? The first time you learn how to ride a bike, you fell tons of times. You had to remember each step. You try to sync up your right foot with your left foot and you turn, everything was conscious until you started doing it repeatedly and now you can hop on a bike and you don't have to think about it, you just know how to ride a bike, right? So the first eight years of our life, we are being programmed, give or take a couple of years. The first eight years of our life, we're being programmed. Our consciousness starts forming around two, three, four, which is why most of our first memories start at four or five, right? Hmm. And then the rest of that time, we're super susceptible to change. So most of the time, our first memory dictates the quality of our life. It's the most prominent thing in our subconscious mind, right? But these first eight years are programming your subconscious to believe everything you believe. Now, here's the problem with that, right? There's two types of beliefs. There's beliefs you know 100% are the truth. And there's beliefs that you used to think were 100% were the truth until you realized they weren't. Huh. So the beliefs that we're trained with are holding us back and most of us don't even realize it, Right? So what's called the, and we're going to get into exactly how it works in a little bit. All this is super relevant. We're yeah. being programmed in what's called the old society, old society mentality, where we are going to school and learning from business teachers who are complaining about the money they make every year with parents who are buying you presents and saying, you better be really appreciative for that because you took a lot of us to it. Like, like we can't buy you the presents all the time. You know, maybe it's Christmas. We, we worked really hard to get this for you. You better appreciate this. We're being trained with a scarcity mindset. And we grow up and we live our life like that. Now hypnosis is subconscious. So all that stuff going in the background that our childhood trained into us, it's subconscious persuasion. So instead of persuading you consciously to do something, which a lot of people attempt to do, it's persuading you on a subconscious deep core level, like the very fiber of your being to alter the way you perceive your reality, your beliefs. So if you believe you're not good enough, hypnosis is me persuading you down to the very core of your being that you are good enough. And in turn, your conscious mind will realize that and you'll become good enough. Now, the misconceptions with it, right? Because you said you didn't know like what it was. A lot of people yeah. think it's mind control. Yeah. It's not mind control. The best analogy is as the hypnotist, I'm sitting in the passenger seat, okay? I have the map. We both agreed that this is the destination we want to go to on this map. I can't say, hey, give me all your money because that's not the destination we, get, we were going to. So I have this map and I'm reading off the directions. I say, turn right. If you know for a fact, turning right will get you to that destination, you'll turn right. But you are always in control to turn left, to stop the car, to kick me out, right? That's hypnosis. Interesting. So how, how do you then look at hypnosis as a tool to help people move closer to the places that they want to be? Like, how do you practice hypnosis 
or use hypnosis to help people achieve their goals or, or move forward. So hypnosis isn't a tool to be used to move forward. It's required. Hmm. Okay? It's just the form. Most hypnosis isn't when you go to a hypnotist, right? Hypnosis is when you're focused on something intently, right? When you're imagining what it would be like and you have emotions involved. So for example, if you ever had a really deep talk with someone, a good friend, a family member, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, you had a really deep talk with someone and you started breaking down and you started saying things you never felt before, or they're saying something to you that makes sense and no one's ever said to you and it you just all relates to you. And in that moment you made a change, you were focused on what they were saying, you were imagining it to be real, you were emotionally invested in it, and that created a change. Hypnosis is required for change. Change. Now going to a hypnotist, they know how to make that process as efficient as possible, but it's required for change. But how I use it personally, self-hypnosis, visualization, like that Michael Phelps shit, bro, fire. I've manifested everything into my life. Last year, one year ago today, I knew no one in the business world. No one. Now I'm connected with, with people like Casey Adams, the millionaire mentor. I've hypnotized him, you know, YouTubers, influencers, all because one, I've realized I deserve to, like, this is where I'm meant to be. Right. And I, this, all of this, everything happening around me happened in here first. It needs to happen in here first. You can't dive without seeing yourself diving in the pool. Hmm. So how, how would you talk to like a 16, 17, 18 year old who's listening to this show right now, who wants to be able to implement um, these, these sort of visualization tactics and changing their subconscious mind? What are some of the best ways to get started with that? Cause yeah, we can say like visualize where you want to be, but like if they don't even know how to begin with that, like where, where are some good like places to start? Um, so the only way to our, our subconscious is dictated by what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. Have you heard of that? Yeah. So the way to create change is to break that cycle. So the, in order to break the cycle, you first need to understand the cycle, right? So are you familiar with it? Yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. yeah. So essentially it starts with your beliefs about yourself. If you're listening to this right now, I highly recommend taking a notebook, taking your phone, going to notes. This is going to literally change the course of your life and probably the most valuable thing you've ever heard. Uh, when you act on it. So make sure you have something to write this down with. Write down your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about yourself, the way you view yourself. Write that down. And then draw an arrow from that to your actions towards others. The, the way you believe yourself to be is the way you will act, right? If you believe you're not competent, you believe you can't provide value to this insane high status person, you're going to walk up to them and act like it, which in turn, draw an arrow from that, is going to change their beliefs about you, right? I believe I'm not good enough. Let me talk to this person who I think is fucking amazing. I'm going to act like I'm not good enough. Hey, I'm so sorry. I know your time is super valuable. I'm a huge fan. Can I get your autograph? And then in turn, they will act like I'm not good enough. I'm sorry. I'm really busy. I have to take a phone call. Which reaffirms your beliefs. Draw another arrow. Their actions towards you infects their beliefs about you. They're going to leave the interaction thinking you're worthless just like you do. Which reaffirms your initial beliefs. Right? That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your beliefs about yourself. I'm not good with words. When you go to speak on stage, guess what? Your actions will show up. People will believe it. They'll treat you like that. Everything in your life is dictated by this. Now, the way to create that change using self-hypnosis, using visualization, is to realize it has to only start with you, right? It's none of the other two. It's not that their beliefs about you, their actions about you. That's irrelevant. It's your beliefs about yourself, which we'll talk about really soon with self-hypnosis. Or the easiest part is your actions towards others. Now, if your actions towards others don't align with your beliefs about yourself, they're going to perceive you differently. They're going to treat you differently, which will cause a pattern interrupt in your beliefs about yourself. You'll realize, holy shit, maybe this isn't who I am, right? So this is how I, I started with confidence. I told you I was the shyest kid. I was a shy kid growing up. And I realized, okay, maybe I'm not confident. Maybe I don't believe I'm confident. But I know 
based on this event I've gone to, how these speakers hold themselves. How, where's their head when they're speaking? Are they dropping their head down? Are they holding it up higher? Are their shoulders back? I knew I could make my body, I can control my body, I can make my body stand confident. I knew I'm in control of the way I speak so I can make myself sound confident, right? So I did that. I didn't feel it at all. But once I started acting confident, other people believed I was. I got compliments on my energy, on my confidence, right? Which broke the beliefs I had on myself. It caused that pattern interrupt, which then slowly changed my beliefs. This was before I got into self-hypnosis, right? Now, the power is when you change your actions and your beliefs at the same time and answer your initial question with the self-hypnosis. The way to do that, which I've never taught before in a podcast. So Exclusive. This is super powerful. Yeah. Um, and again, if you have that notebook, write this down, super powerful. You need to figure out one thing you wanna change. If you're all over the place, it won't happen. Michael Phelps was solely tuned in to the Olympics. He didn't care about anything else. He was gonna win that race and visualize that only. So pick one thing you wanna change, whether it's confidence, the amount of money you're making right now, whatever it is, your biggest fear, focus on that one thing. Write 10 specific affirmations for that. So for example, if you wanna be confident, one of the affirmations would be I am confident, right? I am worthy. I deserve what I want. All that correlates to confidence. I hold my head up high. When I speak to people, I make direct eye contact. Those are specific affirmations. You make 10 of those. And the self-hypnotic process begins once you write down those affirmations. Close your eyes. Say them out loud to yourself. If you need to open your eyes to read them off, that's fine. But say them out loud to yourself and believe them. Don't read them off the page. You know, you may have to read it a few times. But once you are tricking yourself into, holy crap, I almost... Feel like I am when I say this. I know I'm not, but I feel like I am. Once you're there, close your eyes. Say it until you believe it. Once you say all those affirmations, I am confident, I am strong, I am loving. Once you say those affirmations, close your eyes and let your mind drift. Don't try and hold on to any thoughts. Just let them pop in, slide out of your mind, just like clouds drifting by, right? So what we did there is your conscious mind, your conscious mind is saying these affirmations out loud. Your conscious mind wants to feel these. Your subconscious doesn't believe it. So when you're saying them consciously, you're telling your subconscious what's going to happen, how you're going to feel. Once you close your eyes and allow your mind to drift, you enter a, a almost meditative state, a very hypnotic subconscious state. When your mind is drifting, when you're daydreaming, you're being hypnotized. When you're dreaming, you're in a subconscious reality. So we want to enter that subconscious reality. Just let your thoughts drift. And what's going to happen is those conscious affirmations are going to ingrain with you during that subconscious process. Okay, set a time, maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes, five minutes. Don't set a timer on your phone, this is important. If you set a timer on your phone, it'll disrupt the process. It'll go off, you'll pop out. If you wanna do 15 minutes of hypnosis, use your internal clock. Say, okay, I'm gonna open my eyes in 15 minutes. Close your eyes. Now you may open your eyes in 20 minutes. Self-adjust next time, right? Use your internal clock, don't affect the process. Do this every day for a week, you, I guarantee you will feel the results. You'll feel fucking amazing. And uh, as a little bonus, doing this every single day. If it's only five minutes, that's fine. If it's an hour, that's even better. After you do this for a week, take post-it notes, write down those 10 affirmations, maybe three times each, put them all over your room, all over your apartment, whatever it is you live, because every time you see that, you're going to read it, it's gonna be in your mind. If you wrote, I am confident, you'll read, I am confident. Guess what? That goes into your mind. I am confident. You're gonna feel it. It's gonna amplify it and it'll grow from there. Oh, that's huge, man. And for, and for those of you guys that didn't like, take some time to actually like jot that down, like literally rewind the podcast like five minutes, and no, let me tell you, that. I, I, I just had a client three days ago. This is the first person I, I taught self-hypnosis um, as a client. She just paid me $3,000 to learn that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and also with that knowledge, the thing about hypnosis, if you do this and you go into it with the perception that you're going to try it out, like, okay, that's cool. That could be helpful. Let me try it out. Mm -hmm. It won't do shit for you. We don't mm -hmm. value what we try. 
use the perception that you just spent $3,000 on that information. If you just invested in something recently, all of that was a bonus to what I just told you. Okay, that is what you pay for, that self-hypnosis. That self-hypnosis will allow you to use what you actually invested in to its full potential. Mm, that's huge, man. Because that, at that point, it's like a coefficient on anything you do. Like that confidence going through life, like anything you do, that just amplifies it. That just takes it to the next level. 100%, 100%. Cause here's, and actually I told you, you told me a little bit about what this, is, this show is about before. Yeah. Uh, you said it's about showing options for, for people trying to find um, other ways to make money than the traditional nine to five. Yeah. Right. And I told you I think fire I was going to share. <laughs> and it's time to share that, my friend. It's time there's, to share it. There's three steps, right? The, the key to happiness. Bold All right. I'm excited. Yeah. It's again, I said it's, it's freedom, right? Mm-hmm. But there's three things to do. Number one, you have to figure out what it is you want. If you're hungry and you know you're hungry and you go to the restaurant and they hand you the menu and there's all these different things, almost an infinite amount of things you could pick. You know you're hungry and you tell the waiter, hey, you know, I'm really hungry, but uh, I don't know. All this looks so good. They're going to say, all right, make up your mind. I'll come back when you're ready. You need to know what you want to ever get it. If you don't know what you want from that menu, you're going to be hungry the rest of your life. Right? So step one, figure out what you want. Figure out what your passion is. The best way to do that is to try shit out just like I did. Study some random thing that interests you for a little bit, for a month, go all in, learn as much as you can. If that's not the path, run down another path. Don't walk down these paths, sprint down them, right? You trip, get back up, keep running. The only thing that matters is when you don't like the path you're running on. That's when you change. Not about how brutal the path is, okay? Figure out your passion. Number two, find someone who is doing that and making the most money at it, right? People say, oh, I want to be an artist, but I can't make money as an artist. Guess what? The 1% of artists are making a shit ton of money. Number two is find who is making the most money at what you're doing. And number three is to absorb every piece of content they put out, everything they do, everything. They have YouTube videos, interviews, podcasts, take in all of it, DM them on Instagram, follow them on all their social medias, just absorb all their content. That's step three. Mirror what they do, model what they do. And doing that alone will be enough. A bonus step, which I've recently started diving into, would be to actually develop a personal relationship with them. Why stop there? Why not actually become their friend, know them, work with them in person, right? That's, that's the goal of the, the connecting people. We're making a networking course on like mm. how to meet people in person, develop a true, genuine relationship, and not look, for, like not look at them for opportunities, but just provide so much value to them that the opportunities present themselves. That's huge. And that's something that I'm super passionate about as well is just like teaching people. Cause I see so many people going about networking the wrong way um, and just making so, so many mistakes. So could you talk to listeners now about like, what are, what, like at, at a basic level? Well, I guess, I guess we're not talking basic level. We're talking like at, at the level. Um, how do you go out there and, and really connect with people? If there's somebody who a listener might feel like, like this person's on such and such a level, like they've done this, that, and the third, they've gotten to this place. I don't feel like I'm worthy of that. A, they haven't built their confidence, but B, like how do they actually go out there and connect with that person in a meaningful way that's going to allow them to develop that relationship? Yeah. And you know what? I, I broke down that question while work, like laying out this course a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go right into my course and answer that the best way I can. How to develop that true connection. Yeah. Right? Because here's what really changed my life. Uh, in February, I went to my first networking event, GrowthCon. Mm-hmm. My first event I actually went to where I made a name for myself. This is when I embodied Tyler the Hypnotist was mm-hmm. Build Your Empire, the first Build Your Empire event with Casey. Uh, I hitchhiked there, made a name for myself, stayed with, stayed with Casey, stayed with Caleb for a couple of days, went with no money again. Right? I had no money at this point. I lost my wallet. I just made it happen. But I knew the power to 
going there with no money. I had no place to stay, didn't have a ride there. I had a hitchhike. I had to develop, develop a connection with someone there in order to find a place to stay, in order to get food. I had to, right? So I decided, okay, I could either connect with people who I think are low value or just attending here and like starstruck by these guys who are just people, or I can connect with the speakers, with the people I've been following for years as people, right? And the way I did that was number one, control your perceived authority, your per the way people perceive you. It should align with where you want to go. It may not have to align with where you are now, right? But it should align with where you want to go. So for example, I wanted to be perceived as confident as I knew for a fact that like, I deserve this interaction, all this stuff. I'm on the same level as you and I act that way and I was picked up that way. Mm -hmm. So I would walk up to Kayla Maddox, for example. I followed this kid for three years wow. before, or maybe two years before I saw him here. I, again, I started shaking. I was like, okay, that's bullshit. Like this is just a kid. And I changed my perception. Just like you change your perception for that self hypnosis for $3,000. I viewed this person as my best friend. And once I started viewing high level people as my best friends, my beliefs were that they're my best friends. My actions are that we are really good friends. Their beliefs, I don't know you, but I feel like I'm a really good friend of yours. And my actions, yeah, I know I met you an hour ago. You can stay with me tonight, right? So change your perception that these high-level people are just people and you're really good friends. I'll walk up to them and say, hey, how you doing, my friend? Tap them on the shoulder. I'm calling my friend. Get that association in their mind. We haven't met yet, implying we're supposed to meet and this isn't out of the ordinary, right? And if I walk up to someone who just got off the stage, their perception, they have this high, right? Oh, man, I'm the shit. I just spoke. Everyone just clapped me. And now this kid's walking up to me who I don't know, and he doesn't know who I am, and he just wants to meet me, and he called me a friend. And then you develop right off the bat that genuine connection. Now, like I walk up to Forbes, I was shaking. I took a picture with her. I waited in line for a picture. How do you think my perception was in that moment? Oh, yeah. Extremely. Right? So you need to be perceived on their level. You will never connect with a high-level individual if you're perceived as lower than them. If you come with the, the fan frame. Right? Mm -hmm. If you, I'm a huge fan, ask for an autograph, ask for a picture, any of that. You have to come on their level. That's the biggest thing. The second biggest thing is being authentic, being yourself. Right? The only way to create genuine connection, authentic connection, is through mutual authenticity. And uh, that's, that's probably the best I could share right now. View them as a friend. They're just people. You know, provide them a lot of value, just like you do your friends. And even if you don't have a service you can provide yet, friendship, a true friendship is valuable. You can always provide value with a friendship. Mm, that's massive. Now, how would you suggest a listener make sure that when they're going into this relationship, they aren't going in with the wrong mindset? Because I see a lot of people saying, yeah, I want to be friends. But like, in reality, their mind is thinking like, how can I use this person to my advantage? How can I leverage this relationship to get me to that next place? Yeah. So how can you make sure you're going into this with like the best intentions and like really being genuine? The, the, the unfortunate part about being human is that we always have ulterior motives, whether we yeah. admit it to ourselves or not, right? Now, the problem is a lot of people's ulterior motives aren't ulterior. They're the main motive. The yeah. ulterior motive is maybe I can be friends with these people. That's where the issue arises. Now, we are going to these high-level individuals because we want to have high-level opportunities. But the main reason you're going to them is because they're a really good friend of yours. And yes, you want to be in that good social circle, but it's about mutual value exchange. As soon as you're going to someone, especially people who everyone goes to, the, the high-level people who want yeah. stuff. Right, my good friend, uh, you know, Ishan? Ishan. Goel? I don't think so. The, the egg dude? Oh, the egg, yeah, yeah, of course I know the egg dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, he doesn't like when I call him that. Um, but he, he, he's connected with a lot of people and yeah. it's really hard to develop genuine connections when people always want stuff from you. So if predominant in your mind is I'm gonna go to this person so then maybe I can uh, have him interview on my podcast and get a lot of views or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. 
You know, if you go to that person with that frame, they're going to feel that because that's your predominant beliefs. Your actions subconsciously are going to show it. They're going to feel like you're never going to develop that connection. The main selfish reason, the main selfish reason to go up to someone is to become friends with them. As long as that friendship is valuable both ways, the opportunities come later. You don't go to people for the opportunities. You allow them to present whatever opportunities they want, even if the opportunity is just a friendship, right? You go to them as good friends. We don't screw over good friends, right? If they're my best friend, I'm not going to screw them over. So that's why I view them that way before I go to them. Hmm. So how would a listener begin to internalize? Because obviously like the value that you're bringing at first, if you're like a 17, 18, 19 year old that hasn't really done much yet, um, it, it might feel like internally, like there's a value imbalance there. Like if I'm going to them to be their friend, like everyone else is going to, to be their friend too. Like what value do I have to add to this situation? So how could our listener think about that um, yeah. as far as like the value they're bringing? So um, me and my business partner, uh, Mason, mm-hmm. we both were in the same exact position. The only thing that was different was our perception. I had no value. That event, I realized the value I had because um, I started doing crazy things with hypnosis. I didn't realize I could. Um, but I, realistically, on a business standpoint, I had no value to these people. I didn't have nearly as much money as these people. You know, I didn't have the connections that these people had. It's just the friendship. You have to realize the values in the friendship. We are social creatures. You've heard stories about um, like people who have been married 50 years, one of them dies three months later, the other dies too. Right? Here's the crazy thing about human consciousness is that we choose to live or die. We choose to live or die. If you think you're sick every time you go to the doctor and they say, no, you're not sick, there's nothing wrong with you, and you go year after year after year, I had this disease, I had this disease, I had this disease, it's going to fucking start creating that shit in your body. You're going to die. We choose to live or die. Right? So that's the, that's the power of that, my friend, if, if you understand the, if that makes sense. Was that clear? Yeah, absolutely. Tyler, you've been dropping so much value on our listeners, and I'm extremely, extremely appreciative of that. Um, I have some questions that I like to ask all of my guests before we do wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for those? Yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. The first thing that I'm curious about is what is something that you are genuinely excited about right now? This could be in your business, in the world of, of hypnosis, or really anything that just generally has you fired up. Yeah. Genuinely excited to move to Scottsdale. Most of my, most of my connections around in Arizona and just being around the right social circle uh, is absolutely everything. It's absolutely everything. So being able to connect with the people I haven't seen in a few months and just build off them and grow each other. Uh, that's what I'm really excited for. That's what's up. That's what's up. Tyler, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well? These could be in your business, your lifestyle, but just things you do on a regular basis to help you get to the next level. (laughs) Self-hypnosis. Self-hypnosis for sure. The most powerful thing. Simple things you can do. uh, Drink two glasses of water in the morning. When you wake up, I drink a glass of water. I shower, drink another glass of water. Just keeps you super clear, energized for the day. And uh, I don't want to give too much because most people won't act if I give too much. So drink two glasses of water every morning and self-hypnosis I talk. There we go. Start simple, work your way up. I love it. Uh, Tyler, I know you're putting out a fair bit of content right now um, across different social media platforms, but is there any content that you're consuming on a regular basis? This could be podcasts, audiobooks, books you're reading, um, YouTube channels you're subscribed to, but just like any place where you um, get valuable content from. Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm trying to completely master consciousness and psychology. Hmm. So a lot of the content I'm consuming is, is books on persuasion, on the subconscious mind, consciousness itself, uh, and, and social, social dynamics. Okay. Now. So um, some, some good books. If you haven't read Persuasion by Robert Cialdini or Influence, best books on psychology I've read for, for anyone who, who's never learned anything about it before. Super intuitive, lots of stories. And uh, that was one of the first books that got me into that sort of thing. 
Awesome. I love it. Uh, Tyler, another thing that I'm always super curious about with, with the guests that I have on the show is the things they do that, that aren't scalable. So um, I'm sure there are a lot of examples for you in your business, but one quick example I want to give you just for some context is every single day, um, I'll hop over to Instagram and just pick five random new people that have followed me in the last 24 hours and shoot them a quick video DM being like, hey, what's up, Tyler? Thank you so much for the follow. Um, if there's any way that I can provide value to you, your business, anything that you're doing, let me know. Have a wonderful day. Something super simple like that. Um, but I just want to start a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people and really just like start building a relationship with as many people yeah, as I can. So is there anything that comes to mind for you that you do that has that personal like Tyler touch to it or things that you do that you choose not to scale? Yeah. Okay. Like personal stuff. Yeah, of course. Of course. I was a little confused on the, the initial question. Yeah. That's why I like to elaborate with that example. Yeah, for sure. Um, hundred percent. I like to send video messages too to a lot of people. I like to follow anyone I connect with, like on a genuine level. Um, even if I haven't seen you in a few months, I only follow people I developed a genuine connection with. Um, so I, I believe I'm following under a hundred people right now. Mm -hmm. Um, like people I felt like a real connection with are the only people I follow. And every single, I follow all of them. I comment on all their posts, swipe them their stories. I shoot them a voice message, checking with them every week, just maintaining that, that connection essentially. Uh, maintaining a genuine relationship by going out of your way, not just like liking their posts and commenting like fire, you know, by actually calling them up, sending them voice messages, hey bro, we haven't talked in a little bit. How's everything going? I know you're working on this big project. How's that going? Let me know if there's anything I can do to help out. Hmm. I like that a lot because a lot of people aren't using social media for that. A lot of people that I interact with are using social media for ego exclusively and they're not using it to build relationships. So I, it always, I'm always really happy to hear when somebody is like using it for like actually like maintaining and building relationships with people in a genuine way. Um, the best way to maintain relationships now, everyone's on social media. Exactly. Like that's where the attention is and that's where you can really be able to connect with people um, on, a, on a regular basis. So I think that's huge. Tyler, you've been dropping so much value on our listeners, man. And I'm extremely, extremely appreciative um, to you for that. Where can they go if they want to follow up with you, learn more about hypnosis, about networking, um, really just about all the things you're working on right now? Like where are the best places to send our listeners? That would be Instagram, my friend. Just Tyler the hypnotist straight through and uh, typing Tyler the, I should be the second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I post. Yeah, not even going to go into it. I'm gonna keep that as a surprise for you guys. But yeah, and DM right. me. I always answer my DMs on Instagram. It may take me a little bit to get back to you. Uh, I've been recently deleting Instagram for a few days at a time just to stay focused on my business. Um, but I will answer if you DM me. So awesome! I love it, and I'll be sure to uh, link that up in the show notes if y'all aren't quite sure how to spell that. <laughs> um, but otherwise, Tyler, again, thank you so much for your time, man. I really do appreciate it. Do you have any last closing thoughts? words of wisdom or any uh, parting thoughts that you want to close out the show with here today? Parting thoughts. Yeah. Act. Right. I told, I taught you self-hypnosis. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, even fewer people actually use that. And if you do use what I taught you, um, which, which I haven't again taught anyone outside of the podcast, I guarantee that'll be the single biggest change in your life. It'll be the biggest transformation because you're going to be actively creating subconscious transformation for yourself. So mm. that'd be the, the biggest thing. I love it, man. I love it. Self-hypnosis. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get started with that. Cause that, I mean, seems like something that can be extremely, extremely powerful in really changing the way that you, that you go through life. So I'm super, 100%. I'm thankful for you sharing that, man. Um, definitely course. something I'm going to go out there and implement. Um, but again, Tyler, thank you so much for your time, man. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you as well, my friend. Thanks for having me on. 
Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, they really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.